Back at it. In Nara's Shisha Lounge in the beautiful state of Colorado. We're in Denver, the city, and with a, a good friend of mine, uh, a listener from the start, a teammate of mine, um, a tax guy, Mr. Serge Mendoza. 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 <laughs> I've known you for three years, man. I'm not pronouncing names wrong, but <laughs> no, we got a great, great, uh, great episode today. We're going to talk about some tax stuff, some money, give him some value tips, then we're going to get into Serge's story. It's a pretty, pretty good story, and then uh, talk about his future, but. Let's start with this uh, accounting stuff. I uh, I failed one class in college, and it was accounting one, accounting one. with uh, Mrs. Rogers. <coughs> and you know, most of these classes you can go in there and cheat your way. You don't really have to know much. And but accounting got to study. Right. So I failed it. I tried getting her to to cheat my grade up on the final, but she wouldn't do it. Um, Mrs. Rogers, if you're listening, you know I love you, but it was probably a good thing you didn't pass me because then I ended up passing the next semester, then accounting too. But I told her when I failed, I said, hey, why do I need to know this stuff? I'm just going to have other people count my money. <laughs> she didn't like that one at all. But, Serge, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Long time no see. You know, it's always good to meet up with y'all. Um, and I'm just living life, law school right now, getting my master's of tax. So. Living in the Rocky Mountains, baby. Do you love it or what? I do, man. You know... Alamosa was met good people. Oh yeah, food and you. Um, but it's nice to be in a in a big city again for and, sure. And the Pemster, or with and, another teammate with us, yeah, the Pemmy, oh, yeah. <laughs> and his wife. He just got married. Never thought I'd see the day, but he did. But um, yeah, man. There's something about this rocky air. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. I, I actually I really loved living in Colorado. Mm. We lived in a smaller city, but right. the mountains, the the nature, um, and a lot of good people. Like it's a beautiful you said. place, man. Yeah, great people. You know, you can. Especially here in Denver, you're able to get, you know, the big city feel, and then you can drive any which direction and find a hill to hike, you know, find culture pretty much anywhere you go or outdoors. It's uh, kind of the best of both worlds, I think. 100%. Did you grow up in New Mexico? Yeah, I was, uh, I'm originally from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, born and raised. Yeah, so you've always been around the mountains. Yeah, well, I mean, not as big as the Rockies here yet, but grew up watching, uh, uh, the Sandias over there, so yeah, I'm a big mountain guy for sure. That's good. That's good. There's something about these mountains, man. Me and me and Pammy were in Crestone a while ago, yeah. some spiritual New Age place, and it's just it's beautiful, oh, yeah. and you get a good feeling. But hey, let's shoot right into this. Taxes, money, and we all we all like money. So let's let's talk about what kind of value or some tips or some information could you give us on accounting and, and taxes? So, <clears throat> I mean, with accounting and stuff, I'm, there's a lot to get into there's a specific uh i mean like you we talked about i actually just accepted an offer from ey yep. through my law school a big four uh, accounting big four accounting firm uh, in their tax department and uh kind of what i want to touch on today with you is uh you know there's some tax in what i'm saying but mostly just like as a as the youth um i think it's really important to really take control of your finances 100%. and because i think uh Everybody waits to, oh, I'm older. When I'm older, I can worry about that. And I think that that's the wrong mindset because, you know, the earlier you start, even if it's quarters, dollars, here, there, um, just taking control of your finances and just being uh, financial, financially literate is so important. And that was something that I, you know, coming from a humble beginnings, didn't necessarily get that from my dad because he had to learn it later yeah. on because we don't learn in school exactly. no study. no absolutely not and 
that's one of my biggest issues with the schooling system in general nowadays is we learn i can tell you the pythagorean theorem but i you know at that at 17 18 i couldn't tell you how to do taxes or balance checkbook yeah which is much more useful you know well it makes sense they want to keep us in perpetual (laughs) debt and you know, slave away and all that, but right. no, being financial literate is huge, especially our generation, how Absolutely. crazy the debt is, the student right. loans, all that, Nonsense. I mean, you got to know what the hell is going on, you mm-hmm. can't get crazy in credit card debt, you would be paying out the rest of your life, Exactly. so how, what's a good um, starting point, should you start reading some books, uh, YouTube videos, so I think uh, step number one, um, I would, that I would suggest to the listeners out there would be learn self-control, like you just touched on with credit cards, one of the biggest things, is so easy to you know, because you're constantly getting the things in the mail, like, oh, sign up for this credit card, you know, one year, you know, no interest rate, all that stuff. Um, and it's so easy to get caught up in that, and you're swiping a card with money that you really don't have. Yeah, it's, a credit it's line. free money, yeah, right? Exactly. Everyone thinks that. And so it's easy to sign up for two or three of these, and then you, it starts off, oh, I'll just buy that purse, that bag, those new pair of Jordans, which is all fine, but if you don't have the money to pay it back, uh, eventually that stuff just piles on, and you're over here paying paying shoes that you got five years ago, you yeah. know, with a crap ton of interest. Um, that aren't in style anymore. And that exactly, that you don't even have probably anymore. <laughs> and um, I think that that's the no, number one key, learning self-control. And, you know, it's cool because it, there's a lot of things you could do with credit cards. Like I have one, you know, earn points, for, fly for free. You mm-hmm. know, got a Capital One Venture card, try to keep that one, but I make sure to pay it when it's due. You know, not go overboard, and you should let your credit cards, all your credit line, all that stuff should work for you. You shouldn't have to work to pay that off. It should be, you should, you know, use it to increase, obviously increase your credit score, all that good stuff. But really, like, I think a lot of young kids just grab them because, oh, I'm supposed to get a credit card. Like, yeah, within reason, but really, I would advise everybody to read what they're signing, read what, you know, where what happens if you don't pay like because nobody reads the fine print we're just in that day and age where people don't have that attention span click the box yeah check it out sign give me it send it to me you know so big uh, thing self-control self-control so maybe not go to starbucks every day maybe invest in a coffee maker type thing yeah absolutely i mean mean, because those little those little things uh, i mean if you want to use it for smaller purchases i know a lot of people that do use credit cards solely for the coffee and stuff like that if it's within reason and you're able to, you know, when they get that monthly statement, pay it back right away, um, then you're making it work for you. And then if you have like maybe like a Starbucks reward card, you you know, you're getting stuff back. You're getting value yeah. out of that. Uh, on the other hand, if you're just buying shit willy-nilly and just racking up the debt, you know, it can get overwhelming, especially in our day and age when we've got student loans, you know. Maybe people have car payments, rent, and stuff. It all piles on, and it can really get overwhelming if you don't control it. You know, out of control, quick. Absolutely. Um, Great. So self control. Um, Just a quick thing. Through, I mean, you've been in these books, and these classes are freaking hard. Like I said Mm -hmm. at the beginning, this is not no joke. Through your experience, now you're in law school. You just got a job with a big company. So Mm -hmm. you've obviously experienced with this stuff. You know what the hell you're talking about. What besides that self control were the big things that you learned about? through your, your education about money, about these taxes? So my, one of the big keys, and this actually leads into my, I'm glad you said that, because it leads into my next point, is um, truly controlling your financial Now, hold future. on one second. 
This guy came prepared with notes and everything. Yeah, I, I love man. this, man. This you is know great. Me. I don't have, I don't I don't have fast games. things. No. I don't have fast nothing. You know how it goes. So, yeah, my next, like I was saying, my next point is controlling your financial future. You know, it's easy to jump on a podcast. You could, I hope, I really do hope I give the listeners out there some value. Um, or, you know, you could take people's advice, your uncle's friends, you know, your dad could be an accountant, whatever. But until you actually, you know, like you were saying, uh, let's um, self-educate by, you know, quick self-help books, you know, some, um, a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, you know, YouTube videos, all that stuff. Being able to just arm yourself with the personal financial knowledge that fits your everyday life, your situation, you know, your salary, what you're trying to do, I think is the next big thing because it's easy for your buddy to say, oh, yeah, invest in this, this, this. Yeah, but if you don't know what the heck you're doing, you know, it's like somebody's jumping into the stock market when they have no idea about it. Like, it'd be like us when we played ball going into a game, not studying any film. Mm-hmm. Just getting yeah. it, the, the scouting sheets from the coaches exactly. and not doing your own stuff? Exactly. You know, you're going you're gonna to get by with your athleticism and just because you played the game for so long. but It's going to come not, and bite you. Yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked because you don't know what the team's doing. You don't know what the guy, the tendencies of the guy in front of you and all that stuff. You know, you especially you as a quarterback, you know, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not prepared, you know, you're the one that's leading the offense. Essentially just, you know, make it starts with you i mean it starts with the big guys up front but you're you're the captain of the ship you yeah. know and everybody's the captain of their own financial future so the better the better educated you are on you know finances taxes saving you know retirement plans all that stuff um that you should be getting into to some degree um the better you are going to be you're Better future you're gonna have, better quality of life, and all that. You know? So a big piece is don't just rely on daddy telling you this, or, or you know your accountant friend. Really dive into it head first yourself. Yeah, you know, you gotta have a grip. That's a good starting point. You know, listening to people, but you know, you could ask ten different guys the same question. You're gonna get maybe get ten different answers. Yeah. So do the research yourself. Make sure that the people you are asking are uh, relevant and you trustworthy sources. But at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta check your own stuff. You gotta make, you know, it's your future because they're they can give you advice. But at the end of the day, the decisions you make aren't gonna affect the people giving you the advice. It's, it's your you. money. You know it's what your I mean. Money. So if it's your money and you care enough about your money, you're gonna make sure you know what you're doing with your money. Hundred percent. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We'll uh, we'll list your books that you recommend and uh, maybe some podcast help and and YouTube videos that can get people on the right foot. You know what I mean, because honestly. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to be a freaking tax expert like you, but right. you got to have an idea. You know right. I mean, what the hell is going on? And it's pretty easy once you start going on your own and, and looking about it. Because right. um, it just sucks you don't get that base in school. You know what I mean? Right. So you got to yeah, go out there and get your own base. Right. Yeah, and I mean, there's a – I got got a list of books. I'll probably – I can you send, send it to me and we'll send to you, and then we can definitely send it out to the listeners. But You got, you yeah. got your point, so I'm going to let you kind of lead oh, this yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, kind of lead the thing? <laughs> right. So the next thing I wanted to get into is uh, – Budgeting, knowing where your money goes. You know, once you've armed yourself with uh, finance books, uh, self-help videos on YouTube, all that good stuff, um, you really want to make sure that your expenses aren't exceeding your income. And that comes with budgeting. You know, you... It's easy said, but not easy for a lot of people to do. Oh, exactly. And I mean, there's a lot of videos or books you can read on it. 
you know, because like you were saying about the Starbucks, you know, morning coffee, if you're getting it, morning coffee, Monday through Friday. Three grand you know, a year. Yeah, it's just like that. When you can buy the coffee maker, get get coffee that's just as good for pennies on the dollar, which you're spending at Starbucks, and all that money, you can either be throwing it into a savings account, um, you know, putting it towards other things that are going to benefit you more than that just... You know, you're lining their pockets and you're just emptying yours out. 100%. Type thing, you 100%. Know? And so just, you know. What are your big budgeting tips? What you do is say, okay, lying out each month, hey, I got rent right here. I got this gas money here. Then I got this extra spending money. I got to put 10% away. I got to pay myself first. What's your kind of philosophy on that? So my philosophy, you know, you always want to put the big things first. The stuff that you absolutely need, which would be, of course, rent, utilities, where you live in, um, any other payment that you're doing, possibly a car or something, and your food. You want to get the essentials out of the way because, you know, I know, especially as young, we want to, you know, have fun, enjoy times, but, you know, there's time to do that afterwards when you have money. It just think, you know, there's a, because everybody wants to, oh, go out every weekend, blow money at the bars, all this and that, which is fine, you know, if you have that in your budget, you know, every now and then I wouldn't go crazy every weekend, but... Yeah, mixing some pre-games, you know. You you know? Wanna, so you exactly, have to buy one, exactly. one ten dollar drink. Oh, you know me. You know how we how we used to do <laughs> We spent barely some good old ten dollar. All you $10 can drink. Fridays shut out, shut out the weekends. Yep. Ten dollars you can drink. You know, you gotta. Sometimes it is just balling on a budget. You know, make sacrificing temporary satisfactions now to pay yourself in the future. 100%. And um, that's just yeah. The I think thing. a big thing is just start tracking your expenses. That, you got to yeah. know what the hell you're doing before right. you can start budgeting. I mean, so yeah. track what the fuck you're doing, and then start budgeting for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. And like, and you could say one thing. The next thing I was gonna add to that is um, uh, also no matter how little you make, no matter how stressful you know it can be, um, student loans, every stuff that you're paying off. Um, you got to put away a little bit of money for in a savings. You know, even if it's $10 a week, $20 a week. I mean, you know what? You don't have coffee two mornings and put that or the money or have it once or twice a week and the money you would spend, but and it's throw that into an account. Yeah. It's count this compounding interest, you know. Yeah. You want to do that and um, especially now because you know, we Especially when we're young, we like to think that we're invincible, that we're always yeah. going to be able to work, that we're going to be able to do stuff. Knock on wood. Exactly, you know. But emergency fund. Thing. Exactly, you got to have an emergency fund. You got to, you know, shit goes south. You know, stuff happens, life happens. You know, throws us those curveballs. It's nice to have a little cushion, and you're not Stressing. having to worry about adding even more debt to get out of the situation that you're in. You know, so definitely that. Yeah, that leads into my fourth point. You know, emergency fund. Pay your, pay your future self, man. You got to, you know, you want to, while you're able to grind right now, work hard, you know, save up money, um, sacrifice, you know, one, a weekend or two going out, you know, sacrifice that coffee or whatever it is that, you know, that little indulgence that everybody has, their own, you know, it could be an energy drink or whatever it is, you know, going out on a Friday night, just start cutting a little bit of that off and putting it into an account that's gonna that's gonna you can that you can use in case of an emergency yeah it might hurt now but it'll, it'll pay off in the future 100 percent. oh yeah absolutely absolutely and then so <clears throat> that also leads into my next point is just start saving for retirement early 
Yeah. You know, it's, it, like I said, even if it's just anywhere from $25, $50 a week, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is, just because uh, ultimately that's just your, it's money you're going to eventually use anyways. And um, you'll be able to not, because you know how it's gone, you know, back in the day. People were like, "Oh yeah, I'll just wait till Social Security." Yeah, you, that's not that's getting, not happening. We're not getting Social that's Security. That's not happening for us, you know. Like, if you're at work with a company that has a, you know, company-sponsored retirement plan, they're great. You know, get into that. They match. Definitely look into your cafeteria plans with whatever companies you're working for, because they a lot of them match it up to a certain percent, and most of it that goes into it is pre-tax dollars. So not only is that helping you save for the future. But it's also taking off money pre-tax and also lowering your tax liability. Yeah, how much you throw to the know, government. Like exactly. It's wasting nothing. So might as well, you know, <laughs> let it let that tax defer to later when you're when you're using it. And um, I think the big uh, key to all this is the whole um, <clears throat> long-term satisfaction over instant gratification. I absolutely. mean, sometimes you got to freaking sacrifice, and you can't you can't just live day by day. I Absolutely. mean, you can't because it's going to hit you one day and you're not going to, mommy and daddy, you can hold your hand. I mean, you got to, right. especially us, us millennials and everyone's living in the apartments and renting and right. no one's investing. And right. so you got to be extra smart, smarter than your parents are. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, <clears throat> We're about 20 minutes in this thing. Got some good tips in there. Let's, let's get into your story. Why did you want to get into to money and, <clears throat> and, you know, live this, this future life <laughs> we're going to be talking about, you know, the ballers, HBO. <laughs> yeah, man. So I come from a, from a two-parent migrant home, um, my dad came to this country at a really young age. Um, pretty much taught himself English. Uh, you know, blue-collar guy, um, diesel mechanic, working. You know, typical story like that. Working six six days a week, thirteen-hour days, just to make ends meet. You know, getting off on Sundays to take us to church and hang out with us. And I learned from a to now he. Took him a long time because of where he started, but he's basically his own boss, making more than people with degrees, own company car, um, you know, has retirement plans, saving plans, all that stuff, all that good stuff. And so I think for me, that's why I always, I, you know, what he did couldn't give me materially, definitely gave me in values and hard work. Yeah. And so with that being said, you know, I always thought, you know, if somebody could come to this country, you know, make something of themselves and not because uh, I had, I witnessed growing up, you know, a lot of close family members, you know, just taking advantage of the government situation, yeah. living off the government, whatever. And that was one thing that he took pride in not doing. He said, I will not like blood, sweat and tears, whatever we have in this house, how little, how long it's going to be off of my work. That's American right there. That's, that's the American yeah, dream right that's, there. That's a guy, you know, he... And so for me, being born here and having a step up on him, uh, you know, just opportunity-wise, for me, I always took it as, you know, it would be a slap in his face, how hard he worked to make sure I could have a better life and to not take advantage of that. 100%. And that's why, you know, I went, you know, did, went hard in everything I did, you know, earning a football scholarship. That's why when I got to Adams, you know, decided I'm not going to take the easy way out. I'm going to do a degree that's hard. Yeah, you know, an accounting degree. Cause people like that was one of the first questions that interviews at interviewers asked me. How would you play college sports and get an accounting degree? Yeah, like, no yeah, joke. I just like, like not sleep much, but <laughs> you know, but that's the. Do you think too? Um, 
<clears throat> that you want to pay it forward to your future kids like your dad did and help them be financially literate and, you know, uh, uh, generational wealth? That Absolutely. That's, um, that's what I'm grinding right now. I want to change the course of our family history. Yeah. That's, that's my biggest thing with what I do. Because, you know, me and my dad have those conversations now, and we were actually, you know, it's crazy because the conversations went from growing up like, oh, we got to pay this bill, this bill, this bill, to now it's like, okay, once you get your job, you know, match my money and we're going to invest in this, this, this. Oh, yeah. You know what I, I mean? I like that. So it's... Uh, it's already changing. Oh, yeah. In one so, generation. Yeah. And so definitely want to, I want to continue that. I want to pass on the hard, the hard work values, those, you know, just nose to the grindstone things with my kids but i also want them to grow up in a place where you know they have that those values but are a leg up and have the means to which accomplish those things you know what i mean it's like you're combining the the hard work um the physical stuff now with the, the mental money side right you know what i mean because um <clears throat> money is so much more how much time you put in a job and all that you know what I mean? oh, yeah. money gets where smart right and it's not how much you uh you uh make you know how much you save and right. how much you get written off and and there's a whole game to it. I mean, that's oh, where yeah. the rich stay rich and, and get richer. Right. But so <clears throat> I like that. I like that. Taking that hard work and now you're going to add to it with the whole mental game. Right. And your plan is here. I know you've been the, the ballers, HBO, The Rock, right? Want to so, be an agent uh, yeah. type deal? I mean, yeah, the end game right now, you know, I want to I wanted to get my foot in the door with my with the tax account and kind of earn my stripes, so to speak. But eventually in the future, on top of a lot of investment opportunities I want to get into, um, Definitely would like to be, end up being like a financial manager for athletes, entertainers, stuff like that. You know, get into where the big money is for sure. The man behind the scenes, the man behind the curtain. Got to man. I love it. I love it. Um, so through your your education, um, this accounting. Let's start with that. The accounting, uh, finance, all that. What uh, if someone wants to get in that field? If someone is is interested in it, um, kind of. (laughs) <laughs> Would you push them that direction, or what's some advice you give them? You know, you gotta study hard. You can't, you know, mess around. I know those accounting classes. You right. gotta, you know, it's put in work. It's no joke. Now, how'd you get through with flying colors? So, you know, first it was my professors. You know, shout out to Rogers, Abeta, great professors. Um, people that were really in my corner the whole time, kind of pushing me because I'm not gonna lie. You know, I I got the degree, but I most a lot of times I walked into classes and thinking. Man, there's some smart ass people in this class. Yeah, should I be in this class? Yeah, and it actually took. Uh, I was actually taking a gifts, trust, and estate class, tax class, uh, one of the harder classes, tax classes in the undergrad that she offers. And um, every time we took a test, she does the thing where she writes all the grades on the board. You know. Um, how many A's, how many B's, whatever. I was, I was at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> the 33%. She, and I was like, I always was dead silent when they're just waiting to get my test back and uh, get it back and find out I got the top A. I set the curve. Damn. And um, she pulled me aside afterwards. This is Cheryl Beta. She uh, pulled me aside and said, see, you're able to do, you're producing the same amount of work as the rest of these students with a third of their time, you being an athlete. Yeah. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You, you're able to do this. It's just, you got to believe in yourself and you, you, you can put out this work. And that's kind of where the turning point, that's where she, cause she had encouraged me to like go get my master of tax at the law school. Cause the bridge she's built between Adam state and Denver university. Um, 
but I was always a little hesitant because I was like, well, if I feel like I shouldn't be in these classes, just yeah, how am I going to feel when I'm getting into classes with accountants, lawyers, you know, all that stuff. And, um, but I think that was really the turning point. And just going off of that, I think that, you know, if people are interested in it, you know, take that principles of accounting class, you know, kind of see what it's about, especially if you, you know, I was, a, I really, I liked math growing up. And then as I got into high school and stuff, had some shitty math teachers kind of made me fall out of love with it. And then it was when I got to Adams that, you know, I was like, oh, well, this money. is, this is, yeah, money. money. I learned the important math, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so but, a big thing though, and I kind of felt that too, when I, I ended up getting an A, so I got a whatever, then I think an F, I failed it. Then I got an A the next semester. Right. It's like things start clicking. You right. know what I mean? But you got to believe you can do it. And that right. seemed like that was a big point for you that oh, you're yeah. just, it's, and also your mind switch. You're like, fuck, I can do this. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's really just like anything you do, just trust in the process. Anything you're learning for the first time, you know, some might come easy, some it might take a little longer, you know. And um, that was one thing that she saw in me that, you know, might have not got concepts right away. But when I kept on with it, she explained it to me, you know, because I'm a visual learner. And then once I saw, I we always saw an example she did, and then I'd be like, ah, okay, yeah, that's one of So just like that, like anything, you know, if you want to do anything, just don't do anything half-ass. No, hundred percent. Especially this one, you know, because if you want to be an accountant, you do it half-ass, it's gonna eat you alive. It no, really big time. I think and, a big piece that helped me was. Um, I actually like went outside of class. Like, hey, I need your help. You know, get, oh, the, yeah. get the teachers to like you. You know, they right, start right. bumping up your yeah. grade and all that. But um, that that is big. You know, reaching out and, and making them know that hey, I'm not just here playing ball. Like, I want to learn this. Right. You know what I mean, right. and they're like, oh my god, and they help you more. Absolutely, and that's you know that's what they saw in me. You know, I I made a point to let them know like yes, and like I get the rap that you know college athletes have. You know, just kind of coasted through college, just wanted, you know, getting grades good enough to play ball, whatever. And that would piss me off being a teacher. Like, no, absolutely. Every man. day I'm right. here trying to teach you guys and you're just being slack dicks right. and mm, that's probably why she failed me. No, yeah, and that's why, you know, that's why Beta would always, like, appreciate me and she, uh, we, uh, she's like, you know, you're an athlete, but you're not an athlete. Like, you're an athlete, you know, you're a big guy. You're not you only ball, an athlete. But, exactly. And that's always what I've been, I've been big on, you know, um, I, I loved football, but, I made a decision at a young age that I was going to take care of my family regardless of football panning yeah. out or not. You know what I mean? Because I think that, you know, as athletes, especially some, you know, us both being JUCO guys, you know, you, you see around like the guys coming from the inner city that really, you know, come from horrible situations, horrible backgrounds. And for them, it's like the league is the only way of getting yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, only thing getting out. And for me, it was like it came from humble beginnings. and But I said, you know what? If it pans out, yeah, of course. Uh, every like as an athlete, everybody's chasing that. Team. Yeah. But you know, who's to say you can't like me get on the financial side of it? Mm-hmm. You know, getting a big check. Why can't I sign one of those big checks? Yeah. You know what I mean? Eventually in the future, and that's just always been my mindset. That you know, you know, I'm working towards something, but you know, we're not just big guys bumping into each other, tackling each other. You know, and I think that's what. You know, just the partly their environment, part the school system, especially in those environments that, you know, you got teachers and a lot of, you know, higher ups basically telling them like, yeah, you got more chances of going to jail than you do college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, uh, 
I think that that's a big thing that athletes in general need to understand. Well, like, I think they need that too. It's not just um, great if you make it, cool. You're playing at right. the most ten years. Right, no, I mean exactly. if you're a freak like Tom lucky, Brady, yeah. yeah. But your brain's lasting forever. And I mean, exactly. you got to make money after right. and take care of your freaking body too. The body breaks right. down, and all that. But people get this idea that I go to the league or if I go and make it. I get the big paychecks. That that's not lasting your whole life. No, unless you're the man. You right. know what I mean, and 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 that mindset, like, hey, it's not just one way highway. You got to mm-hmm. have different options. You know, right. what I mean, different different incomes coming right. at, and and use your whole freaking body, right. not just your your muscles and that, but your freaking brain, oh, the most yeah. powerful thing. Most powerful thing, man. You know, you know that as even as an athlete, you know, if you you could be a freak athlete, whatever, but if you just plays or whatever, reading stuff. And, you know, you ain't 100% up, up here, up top. Like, it does you no good. You 100%. Know, it only take you so far. Exactly. Take you so far. Awesome, Serge. Um, <clears throat> any life advice, um, kind of ending this thing um, for people, anything, sports, uh, uh, school, uh, life? Uh, I know a big principle is obviously working hard, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you learn that from your dad installing it in you. But, you know, anything you kind of live by, quotes and, and life advice? I mean, one that my dad um, – so it resonates in my head every time I think about it or talk to him or anything I do, was that <clears throat> anything worth achieving in life is never easily obtained. No. And so I was kind of, if I had to pick one thing that like encompass all my morals and values, it'd, it'd be that. You know, if you if you can get it easily, it probably ain't worth the shit. Mm-mm. And if it's worth the shit, it's not going to be easy to get. And I think that any of the listeners out there, whether it's in a job, personal relationship, business relationships, school, sports, everything, just don't don't do things half-assed. You know, that's one thing that I, you know, if I will, I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna do everything to the best of my abilities, or I won't jump into it at all. Yeah. You know, and I think that you know, because I don't, I don't like wasting my time. I don't like wasting other people's time that are investing time in me, or you know what I mean. So, I think that'd be the biggest thing is just if you're gonna jump into something, jump into it. All the way in, like jump into the deep end. Don't thinking, oh, what if this happens? This end. No, jump in. Shit, don't work out. You know, adapt, move. And you learn. Yeah, you ain't lost. You, you learn. Because that's what you know. It's another quote that I love is that you know, the a winner's only a loser. Uh, a winner's only a loser that tried one more time. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so, it's the, and it's crazy too when people um, <clears throat> they get the yacht, or they had the big house, and they and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's like that's it. You know, I got the Rolex on. Is this it? And, and then they realized that the, the the journey, you know, the struggle and all that, that was like the fulfilling That's part. That's what makes it. Yeah, yeah the, the struggle makes the, the ending point you know. good. And then because everyone, when they get it, they want more, right? right. And they're never satisfied. Right. It's, a, it's a cycle, perpetual right. cycle. Right. And um, I like that a lot, man. It's the anything worth having is totally you got to go through stuff. You got right. to you got to work. And that's where we kind of bring it back to your, your uh, money tips is the – is uh, sacrifice now for the yeah. better future. You don't have Absolutely. to live like a freaking you know frugal, and, and you know uh, uh, you know taking those extra coffee beans you, right. you roast and like chewing on them or so. I don't know what the hell people are doing, but you gotta the instant gratification versus long term satisfaction. That's what you gotta do. You know, getting drunk every weekend or or having some sort of stability when right. you're out of college. I mean, right, what do exactly. you want to do? Yeah, and I forget who says the quote, but um, I think this kind of encompasses kind of a lot of young people's mindset is that, you know, you spend money you don't have on things you don't need to impress people you don't like, you don't fucking like, man. <laughs> like you want to show out, ball out in front of people that can give two shits about you or what you're doing. 
but just to look cool, you know, popping that bottle at a club or, you know, rolling around money. with the big, you the know. The red money's on the exactly, table. Exactly, yeah. You're over here, weekend baller, and then you're eating, you know, ramen and bologna sandwiches the rest of the week. Like, why? Just to look cool in front of people? People you won't know in a year. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's what you got to take care of you. Take care of you, the people around you, you know. Yeah, throwing money into a savings account doesn't look as cool as having, like, five chains around your neck. But at the end of the day, like, that's just money going down the toilet. You know, buying depreciable assets that lose their, you know, buying these expensive-ass cars that aren't collectibles that lose value as soon as you drive them off, you know, off the lot. Or these chains that, you know, custom chains that you see with all the athletes and stuff, you know, that have, really don't have value to you. You know, diamonds, are, melt it down yeah, until diamonds it. are essentially worthless. You know, it's just when people don't think about all that stuff and... And uh, that's why you see all these guys going broke, you know, so quickly. Keeping up with the Joneses. You know? Well, it just made it ten times worse with social media because now they can broadcast everyone. It used to be just your neighbors and maybe your friends. Mm-hmm. But now, oh, my God, i got to put this on the on the Insta, Insta and all that. And, and people are really – it's a, it's just a bad cycle. It's right. a really bad cycle. People people ain't posting their struggles on social media, uh-huh. man. They ain't, po- they ain't posting the hard times or the stuff they got to do. So that's what people need to keep in mind, too, with that. That's awesome, man, Serge. Well, um, thank you for sitting down here. Uh, so we're building this community. I've talked to you about it. You've been seeing it. You've been a, um, a listener. And you'd be open to, uh, if someone had some financial questions, some ask, you know, not like 100 people, but, you know, filter them out and, and willing to talk to them and maybe help them out. Absolutely, man. I'll give you, you know, get all my information, email, um, just as long as they let me know they're, they're a listener. They're, they got a community, man. They got a, you know, as long as they're part of that community. More than willing to, you know, I'm a busy man with law school now right yeah, now, but yeah, I'll, yeah. Make, I'll make a point for sure. People really need some tips or anything, um, they can reach out and I'll do my best to get back to them in a timely manner. Yeah, no, you I know. appreciate that, man. It's going to be good. And we'll get you some uh, some value in return. Maybe some business in the future, yeah, right? Works, <laughs> you know, I'm all about networking, man, building those connections. Yeah. 100%, man. Well, hey, appreciate you taking the time to do this. Appreciate you listening and supporting mm-hmm. and, and being a part of this community. and. I think tomorrow we're going to do a little senior day for the boys yeah, down in Adams. So we got to go drive down to the, the San Luis Valley, baby. Yeah, yeah, getting buddy. a nice big old family reunion down there. Yep. <laughs> Should be interesting. But yeah. until next time, thanks, Serge. Later.